Let me read on into Hosea chapter 11. And we'll get back to that verse that we started our service with. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals, and they turned incense to images, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize that it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt, and will not Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? Swords will flash in their cities. They will destroy the bars of their gates and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me, even though they call me God Most High. I will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God. I'm not a human being. The Holy One among you. I will not come against their cities. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like birds from Egypt, like doves from Assyria. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. Joni Mitchell, pop singer, painter, artist, says of this generation, this generation, not 800 years or 750 years BC, but this generation, In their youth, my generation was ready to change the world, but when the baton was passed to them in the 70s, they fell into mass depression because all revolutionaries are quick to demolish but slow to fix. When handed the baton to fix it, they didn't know what to do, so they kind of degenerated into the greediest generation in the history of America. The hippie, yippie, yuppie transition from the 60s to the 70s to the greedy 80s and Ronald Reagan. My generation dropped the baton and spawned this totally lackluster generation. Machiavelli said, people don't know what to do with peace. It always degenerates into fashion and fornication. And that's what we have. We are not building the kind of strong people in this third generation that we are going to need for the catastrophes that lie ahead. They aren't getting any ethical instruction. I'm reluctant to say moral because it can get so diabolical. The things that are done in the name of morality are completely diabolical. Machiavelli said, People don't know what to do with peace. It always degenerates into fashion and fornication. And so we who've been with it on the journey since September have seen what it's been for the 8th century people of God. Like our generation, it was a time of peace and prosperity. 
And like our generation, they've become lackluster, ethically apathetic, morally diabolical, just chasing fornication and fashion, really. For Israel and Judah, it was a time of unprecedented unprecedented prosperity. But it made them apathetic to the spiritual, to the political, and to God. As we read, as Anne read for us, they planted wickedness. They reaped evil. They've eaten the fruit of deception because they depended on their own strength and in their own warriors. We've been down this journey where Hosea has been used to point the finger of judgment to the people. Accuse them and damn them in the eyes of God. We've already had a bit of a sermon in 4 and 5 that was summed up in chapter 6. And this has been a bit of a longer sermon from 7, 8, 9, 10. And now we're coming to the conclusion of it again in chapter 11. And as I came to chapter 11 and the conclusion of this I felt that really it couldn't be preached. And we're back to where we were in chapter 3. I don't want to act it out. Can't do that twice. But I put together this monologue to try and help us to get into the heart of God. Francis said last Sunday morning in Castle Wellen that we have to know what the different kinds of scriptures are. And sometimes... I think theologians are asked to unpack literature, and that might not be a good thing. It certainly wasn't a good thing when I read Calvin's take on some of chapter 11 this week. I I thought he was genuinely a theologian missing the literature, but that could have been me missing Calvin. So I've written this down as a monologue. What's God experiencing here? What's the emotion of God when we come to these incredible verses In chapter 11, verse 8 and 9. So bear with me, will you? I am God. And not a human being. The Holy One among you. You have heard my judgments. For weeks I've been pouring out doom and gloom and boom. I've told them till I'm blue in the face. My rage, it's welled up inside me. I've poured out the accusations. My my anger is not cold and objective. No, 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 no. It comes from deep within my being. For you know my love for Israel. How I chose Israel like a child. Ephraim as a son. And loved. How out of Egypt I called my son. I read it. I've taught Ephraim to walk. Taking them by the arms. I led them by cords of human kindness. With ties of love I lifted them up. A little child to the cheek. I bent down to feed them. No. My anger isn't from a cold soul of some distant despot. But from the depths of my very heart. And I am livid. 
They've bowed down to idols. Manufacturers of idols. They've broken my covenant. They've rebelled against my law. They have turned their back on the knowledge of me. On the intimate relationship that the covenant brought. They've discarded it. Left it in pieces. Our covenant of love. Their hope. Their future. What were they thinking? No, I know too well what they were thinking. They were doing what humans have been doing since Adam and Eve. Reaching beyond their humanness. Seeking to be their own gods. So that their own strength would protect them. Their own strength would be enough. And as they reached to be something more. As always happens. They became less than they were. And that's what angers me. To see them in this state that they're in. To see them reaping this whirlwind that they have sown themselves. To see them losing their own identity among the nations. To see their wine presses and their fields. A a land full of milk and honey unable to feed them. To see their palaces and their fortresses going up in flames. To see them returning to Egypt and exiled slavery once again. They were called out for better than this. They were chosen to be a blessing to the nations. Not to be this example of whoredom and adulterous behavior. Breaking covenant promises. Instead of trusting in me, they compromise alliances with neighboring countries. They show forms of religion, but they deny its power. They go through the, through the motions of worship. Oh, they go through the motions. They're worshiping. They're there. I see them at the places of worship, at the altars. They go through the motions, but there is no sense of truth. I'd rather they didn't bring me offerings than stack up these offerings and not mean it. I hate this sham spirituality That makes no difference in their lives. And makes no difference in the lives of their neighbors. I am angry. They will return to Egypt. Assyria will rule rule over them. Swords will flash and devour their false prophets. Thorn and thistle destruction. Mourning it's all coming down upon them. Mark my words. And yet, and yet, how can I give you up? How can I let you go? When grace is what I am. And love is all that I know. It wasn't vows you've broken, but my soft, tender heart. Oh, the ache of the shredded rip. Of my insides being torn apart. And into the dark black night. That's where my love went. I drown here in floods of tears that 
the heart of God spent. How can I give you up? How can I let you go? When grace is who I am and love is all I know. I'm not a tablet of stone. I breathe and feel and steep down. But like nails hammered into flesh, the vile thud of adultery sound. Maybe no one hears the cry when emotions are left paralyzed. No, sticks and stones don't hurt God like your adulterous lies. But how can I give you up? How can I let you go? When grace is who I am and Love is all I know. Yes, my heart is torn within me. I have a warm, tender heart. And my compassion is aroused. My love is high and wide and deep. My love, it's what defines me. God is love they're going to write down at some future time. For God so loved, they are going to say all around the country. Hosea, he lived my message. He watched the covenant rip apart. He watched the promises being broken in his own life. He felt the hurt in the heart. And he went and he bought Gomer back. He paid the price. He redeemed her. He gave her a new start. This is, this is my story. This is the story of God and humanity. I will love. I will pay the price. I will give new starts. Born again, they'll call it and probably abuse it. But it's the right image. I will allow them to have new starts. So no. I will not carry out my fierce anger. I am God and not a human being. The Holy One among you. So I will not devastate them. I will love them. Not a cheap candy floss kind of love. Not an easy pushover kind of love. No, I will love with a depth of the being of the God of the cosmos. I will love with a robustness that will woo And romance them. Not into being let off. For what has angered me. But into being transformed. And changed. They will be loved. Into repentance. My grace will interrupt the way they're living. And my mercy will turn them around again. They will follow the Lord. I will roar like a lion and they will return like trembling sparrows, like fluttering doves and find their place of belonging once more in my grand scheme of things. Like Gomer in the arms of Hosea where they will find the fullness of their humanity again, the fulfillment of their promised blessing again. They will know what it is to walk with God and to have God walk with them. No, I will not carry out my fierce anger for I am God and not a human being. For I am the Holy One 
in their midst. I, as God, am infinitely more patient than human beings. I, as God, am infinitely more tender than human beings. I, as God, am infinitely more ready to pass by offenses than any human being can ever be. Whether justice or love wins, I will decide as the infinite sovereign God. Not by the narrowness and shallowness of the reasons of humanity, but by the infinite height, depth, length and breadth of a holy God's immeasurable love. I, as God, do not tear my side of the covenant. I, as God, do not break my side of the promise. I, as God, do not disregard my intimate knowledge and love of my people. I, as God, believe in them, even when they don't believe in me. How can I give you up? How can I let you go? When grace is who I am, love is all that I know. I romance you back to life. You'll know me once again, whatever it takes to take you to the story of love's end. Loved into transformation. Loved into repentance. Loved into how it should be. Loved into following me. I will not carry out my fierce anger. Nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and not a human being, the Holy One among you. We close with be my vision.